All right, so welcome to this week's very important Beyond Green podcast. Uh, largely because it is our half year anniversary. The other half, oh, thank you, Kawhi. Kawhi is in town for this episode. Um, and we're also joined by Michelle Siegel. Hello. Welcome. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, if you hear a weird sound throughout this entire podcast, <laughs> it is because I have basically allowed myself to be sold out to the man. And by the man, I mean our place initiative, <laughs> uh, which is a, part of a small group uh, in Toronto. Correct. Uh, which I'm folding things for. As and a good volunteer would. We run on volunteers, you know? Volunteer, they work on volunteers, and you can volunteer, too. Mm-hmm. We'll, uh, we, you know, if you're interested in our initiative, we'll post a link underneath the show. <laughs> uh, I'm going to be folding things. So basically, if you hear weird sounds, it is our fault. We're doing it. So that's what's going to happen. So if you hate the sound, we apologize in advance. Um, the other thing you need to know about this, people who will listening to this, is that the song you heard beforehand is Just Because by Jane's Addiction. Uh, again, this was a Michelle selection. <laughs> so if you hate the song, it's again Michelle's fault. Sorry, guys, but not sorry. No, she's not sorry. She's <laughs> hashtag sorry, not sorry. Uh, I'm going to figure out how to do this. And But what we're talking to Michelle about, actually, is more specifically, I was away this weekend. And I might get into that later on if I get the chance. But mostly this is because um, you actually made it out to uh, we on the on the Beyond Green podcast. Uh, on the, uh, sorry, on the uh, the the show, which will be released on Friday, uh, we'll be talking about the this defend our climate, defend our communities mm-hmm. action, which happened on May 10th. Yes, and I was there. And you were there. I was there. And we want to know how that was uh-huh. and uh, what you did. Okay. Well, I went there. I was really uh, happy with the turnout. Yeah, um, I heard the I turnout went, was actually really good. The turnout was great. Um, they estimate um, maximum uh, in a roughly around uh, 1,500 people. So that was wonderful, um, especially for something on Line 9 in Toronto. Um, it started at Mason Phillips Square. We did the march, and then it ended in Queen's Park. Um, and it was great. And uh, I learned some things that I did not know, actually, oh, about Line 9. Excellent. Because um, I don't know, actually. I, I, I must admit, it's, it's something that I care about, uh, right? in that I care about climate change generally. But I don't actually know a ton about Line Nine right. specifically. Okay. So uh, hit me with some hit me some fact bombs. Okay. See, because I'm I'm more of the like you know nonpartisan. I like to try to be as inclusive to people with their own you know sensitivities towards their mm. parties. Um, but th- I think there are some facts about Line Nine that you know everybody, no matter what you know party you're aligned with. Um, they really should understand. And one of them, um, I didn't know that, for example, Line 9 was roughly around 38 years old. Um, it's barely been maintained. And uh, Enbridge, uh, the company that you know owns this, this uh, operation, um, they don't actually have the insurance. If there was a spill, which it's estimated that um, it would happen in five years because the pipeline is so old, mm-hmm. um, they don't actually have the insurance money to be able to cover... If a spill happens, so like who, like what would happen at that point? I didn't right. know that, and I think 
um, like what they were campaigning for, uh, the, the people who are running the event, they were campaigning so that hopefully it becomes um, an election issue. Okay, that's interesting because I we spent some time uh, on today on on Friday's show, which uh-huh. is coming up for three days, discussing the idea of whether or not this was a uh, a big part of um, whether they had a specific goal. Right. Uh, yeah, that was so, the. So that was the goal. That so there was, the was goal. a, in fact, a goal. In, that was in, the goal. And this was what it was. It was yes. to get this to become. The, 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 it was to. So they may not have a oh, policy request, but they, they do wanted, have a policy request. The policy request, the, the policy the policy request um, is to af- have an official environmental assessment because oh, okay. it was approved without yeah. one, even right. with all with the campaigning. The, NEB, the, NEB, the National Energy Board approved it. It's mm-hmm. uh, straight up. Yep. Okay. Uh, without without that, and that's why they're saying that this is so incredibly dangerous. Right. Um, and we do not have the capacity to be able to withstand a huge spit spill. With and with what they were projecting, that's that spill is pretty much inevitable if it goes through mm. within five years. Within five years. Yes. Interesting. Correct. Not to mention everything. I mean, you like. I, I'm sure you talk about it all the time. Like, obviously, the influence of tar sands and increasing that and everything. Like oh. that's. All. But there were just yeah, there were particulars about the the pipeline that I just I didn't know. Like, I did not know it was so old. I mm. didn't know Enbridge didn't have the um, insurance money to actually cover for a spill. And I also didn't know um, that there there's been no environmental assessment done. Yeah, yeah. The environmental assessment. I knew that was a that's a that's a big a big part of their of their push. Yeah, and I and I and I just. Want to see a, an actual, you know, politician or candidate or whatever? Mm. Like, I, I want to see an explanation of, of why wouldn't you want an assessment right. done for the people who are going to be Affect. who could, yeah, who could be, you know, detrimentally well, affected. And I guess, and I, and I, and I guess, as a, even you, know, even as much as you want to remain a uh, a, a neutral party yes. on the political front, yes, I, I would, I, I would imagine that an organization which is pushing specifically for you know, um, civic engagement. Not only civic engagement, but also provincial provincial interest, mm-hmm. because you're you're provincial. So you're, you know, you guys are based in Etobicoke. You have a yeah. specific setting. You would be like you'd be more interested in understanding what what a provincial argument against sort of a this kind of thing would be. Yes. Because you know, pr- you know, federally, uh-huh. uh, which won't an election won't happen for another year. Mm-hmm. You know, fair enough. You could say there would be a conservative candidate who would sort of want to sort of accept the federal understanding of how this works. Mm-hmm. But a but a provincial candidate, which June twelfth, go the fuck vote. Yeah. Um, would, even a conservative member who has a pipeline running through their can through, through their issue, this is something they should care about. Yes, of course. Because this is regardless of whether or not you want to, you know, toe the, the federal line as a provincial member of candidate of parliament who mm-hmm. cares about this sort of issue. It should be. It's an issue that affects everyone in your exactly. constituency. Exactly. A public issue should be. An issue for all candidates, mm. um, and that's why I mean, hope we'll see. Like the the thing that our place is doing right now mm. is um, you got me to talk about it. <laughs> the thing that our place is doing right now um, for the provincial election because we do community nonpartisan community organizing around um, local issues, but because we're in election season, we're also going to be doing civic engagement. Right. And um, what we're doing around the provincial election is we're running a campaign that does ask um, the community of Etobicoke uh, what are uh, questions that you would want to ask people running for MPP mm. and um, there was all like we we canvassed the area before and the top issues were infrastructure youth 
uh, in transit. Right. Um, and even though, you know, there wasn't explicitly an environment thing, there were people who were in Etobicoke who had concerns about pipelines. And that can also be an infrastructure mm. issue as well. Because oh, yeah. we don't have the greatest infrastructure upkeep. I learned that in, I learned that last year in Etobicoke mm. um, with the results of the flood and with the results of the ice storm. Like, this, things are not well maintained. So you add a pipeline to that and you add a rupture. Mm. You know, there's a lot of things that could go wrong. Right. And again, it just, it baffles my mind that there, there just, there literally is, there was no official environmental assessment. It's, that's, that just, yeah, yeah. I don't, yeah. As a, as a, as an outside observer, uh-huh. uh, not as by, I should say the opposite of outside observer, as an inside observer mm-hmm. of someone who has been around Canada, Canadian politics for the last couple of years, a, I guaranteed a good percentage of the reason why that happened is because of the fact of the way the Harbor Camp government has actually curtailed environmental assessments and has pulled back the way environmental assessments actually run federally um, and... Yeah, provincially there's a there's a different question, mm-hmm. and but 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 and and to be fair, energy is a provincial uh, work, mm-hmm. energy specifically provincial work. But again, if you're working yourself through a pipeline, that's a that's a federal issue because it crosses borders. Mm-hmm. That's true. So there's so there's a concern there for sure. Um, but and I think also part of it is um, a lot of people don't know. Oh, yes. You know, there's a lot of people who don't, like, if you say line nine, there's still a lot of people who don't really know what that is. And I think that that's a, that's, even if, you know, the environment is not a huge issue for you, again, even if you're politically sort of apathetic or you Hmm. lack a lot of faith in the system, the fact that um, that that type of um, public pattern has allowed a, a, possibly detrimental slash incredibly old slash not well maintained mm-hmm. slash non um, evaluated pipeline to be running through Toronto um, that could rupture in five years I think we're actually seeing a result of that type of non-action um, it's also I think part of the, the overall news coverage because there really hasn't been much no it's true at all yeah. Um, which is also sad. Yeah, and I think, and I, I, I like as a, as I'm going to take the more vitriolic opinion on this, <laughs> on this front, uh, if you will allow me to. I will allow uh, you to. This is not our place initiative. Uh, no, this is, staff, this, is entirely, go, go ahead. this is entirely Stephen Hostetter's of the Inside <laughs> Campaign's opinion, and you can quote me on this for the rest of my life. Um, there's a. Line nine and the pipelines generally mm-hmm. uh, is a and to accept all of them, or even them as a specific way we're working forward as an idea of energy strategy at all, is flies come fundamentally in the face of how good of, of anyone who understands climate science at all. If you are if you are legitimately going to accept. Uh, that what we're doing now is okay. You have to also fundamentally accept that what we really need to do to actually stop climate change isn't going to happen. Like, there's just no question. Like, the, what, what we see from a day-to-day basis, what, mm-hmm. we, what we see in what's happening currently, what we see from any government in most of the civilized world, the most of the world that has control over their government at all, mm-hmm. Uh, is a joke. It's mm-hmm. an absolute joke, and it completely, fundamentally ignores the amount that we need to take this as a serious issue. 
Uh, and again, that is entirely my opinion and not opinion of your or your organizations. So, so are you saying that um, you know it's inevitable? Uh, I don't. Te- that's a very interesting question, and I appreciate the question because the only the only, and I will say that the only reason why I bring it up mm. is because I've seen some flip flopping on um, on some big campaigning, like for people who you know, denied and denied and denied that it, ha- that it was happening. Mm. I've seen a new technique with some that say, oh, well, it's inevitable, so I guess there's really nothing we can do about it. <laughs> Interesting. And I think that's that's dangerous. Oh, no, what's funny about this is we've qu- is that vi- is that if you guys listen to Friday's Green Majority radio show slash YouTube videos coming out uh, that I'll be working on later today... Um, <laughs> Is what's interesting about this concept is that denialists, like people who actively are going to deny, deny uh-huh. to to fight actual climate action, have shifted tactics again. They've flipped fl- denialists yes. themselves. People who are actually after, like, it's not just people who are look, working to sort of what is, but the denialists themselves have switched back and forth from the idea that a, it is not going to, ha- it's not happening. To b, it's Happening, but will be good for the economy and good for humanity. And they flipped back again to the good for humanity side most recently. Okay. And it is a very. Oh, is that because now new drilling opportunities, for example, are arising in the Arctic? Uh, honestly, what's interesting is it's mostly due to the fact that it's a very easy sell. In yeah. that, in well, in that, it's it's almost impossible now with the amount of science that's coming out to actually deny it. Mm-hmm. Like people are, the, the science has its has overwhelmed yeah. the whelmed the people. And you know, if if anyone hasn't watched uh, John Oliver's most recent bit, I um, heard about that. I'm watching it tonight. I'm watching tonight as well. Yeah. Um, but it's 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 a bit where he has you know he has a, he has a true science climate change debate in which it's ninety seven versus three right and it's it's a beautiful example of exactly what the real climate and debate should be um, and it's and but yeah, it's it's exactly what what has been lacking for a very long time um, and and that's what we're facing what we're facing is this battle against that and we're facing it what we're facing is this idea that. We uh, that the denialist machine can afford to continue pumping out whatever they feel they need to say. I, you know, I think that I think that's true, and mm-hmm. that's something that needs to be dissected. But I do think that there's still hope when it comes to the democratization of information on the internet. Mm-hmm. And I know that I know that the internet right now there's a battle between uh, privacy. Mm-hmm. Um, and being able to be anonymous, mm-hmm. um, and also like with all the algorithm shifts on Facebook, um, you know it's much harder for something to organically go viral. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that doesn't negate Reddit. That doesn't negate in the future. Um, I believe personally that there will be sort of an alternative to creating viral media, so that it get back an alternative to Reddit. Not an alternative to Reddit, but an alternative to almost Facebook in a way, so that so that because I think people loved that. They loved. Um, things being able to be organically viral um, because what that meant was that if an idea was potent enough it could just ride out alone right but Reddit is that okay good Good. I don't I don't actually no I don't actually use Reddit too much so I'm I'm glad I have a I have a I have I have a hilarious understanding of Reddit in that it's been something that I've been Kawhi have you ever used Reddit 
Okay. Uh, I surf Reddit. I do not have an account, and I do not participate in voting or commenting. Oh, that's <laughs> okay. So you're eight. So you're about. You're very similar to I am actually. I'm a um, lurker. You're a lurker. That's the term. That is exactly the term. Mm-hmm. Um, I no. I ask only because it's something like I've been. I have an account on Reddit for the past four years, okay. four and a half years. Um, but at the same time, it. it I almost never vote. I almost never comment. Okay. It's something I've, I'm, I don't... I, I've, I've participated in sort of... I've followed the trends, but haven't really participated. Okay. Um, and what's interesting about it is, one, it has completely taken over. Once you're, once you're there consistently, you understand to the level it has taken over modern uh, bullshit news. <laughs> like, yeah. to the extent where if you follow, if you follow Reddit and you, follow, and you just happen to also occasionally be on CNN or those kind of things... It's just com- it's ridiculous. <laughs> like it's, it's something gets popular on Reddit and then it's popular on CNN, right? For, you know, in one of the bullshit sections that don't actually matter, right? Uh, in within like well, that's a, but a I mean year. that's what that, I think that doesn't I think that shows more about CNN because I find that more than MSNBC and more than Fox, um, CNN sort of panders to what's popular and that's why you know like the Malaysian plane. That's why yeah. like oh, oh yeah oh you no, know, yeah it was no, a yeah. black hole. Oh, I, I don't think um, I don't think I don't think what this what I'm saying reflects negatively on Reddit. Okay. Uh, the, what, what reflects negatively on Reddit is the fact that it's a horribly misogynistic, <laughs> racist place. Yeah, there's no girls. That in the is that is what that is what is reflects negatively on Reddit is right. the fact that it's a, just a bad place to be. Okay. Uh, there's like, there are parts of it that like what, what makes Reddit interesting, what makes Reddit valuable, and it is the fact that it is um, it is self-referential in a, in, a, in a very strong sense, in okay. that you can follow the right you can you can make Reddit what you want it to be, and if you follow the right places. Like shit, Reddit says, or or you know some of the circle broke things, which is only going to matter to like the maybe two people who listen to this uh, who also <laughs> surf Reddit. Uh, there's a very short set of people who will be interested in things that I said there. Um, but that's what it makes Reddit interesting is that it, 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 there like no girls in internet doesn't exist anymore. I don't think. I think that's actually we've gone past. Oh yeah, I, very strongly thanks to things like Jezebel, Jezebel, thanks to some other organizations like that. Uh, it's it, we've and, and thanks to some some good people on Reddit specifically. Uh, who have fought against that are also valuable. Right. Um, but at the same time, Reddit controls a, a larger percentage of the internet, a larger percentage of people who things that go viral than you would like to, than, than, than most groups would like to. Imagine. Sure. So I, I do think, I mean, even if there, there's now a, a sort of battle for that type of ability, um, and that could be you know, profit-induced, that could be, for whatever reason, like, I don't want to get into, like, you know, any of that, but I still think, though, that, you know, we've never had that access to a to a global, it's like a global printing press, and what happened when a printing press was invented in Europe? You know, old institutions that tried to monopolize on what the populace's version of reality was crumbled because of the democratization of information, and people couldn't be like they 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 were able to get access to to various perspectives, and you know people still tried desperately to hang on to that. So the people who are saying like you know denying it, denying it, denying it, and then saying oh well, it's going to be good for the economy, good for the they can say that all they want, but that doesn't mean that people don't have the potential to go and research. Or to come across at any given at any given time something that refutes that completely. Oh yeah, and we always, you know what I find interesting, and I, I would love uh, both your and Kawhi's opinions. Kawhi, listen to this, this one right now, because as a lurker of Reddit, I'm interested in this uh, specifically. Or as Denzian's of the internet, uh, as I'm going to call the both of you for mm. a couple of seconds. Right. 
the environment and the internet don't get along. And to the extent where I have found what's very interesting is that environmental issues have no fucking traction. On, uh, depends I, on where you are. Maybe depends on where you're with the but, anonymous culture. That's really that's really good. You think so? Yeah. Like, so because 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 what's interesting is, is Reddit is a, is an area where you'd think this would be a this would be a big thing. Uh-huh. But my God, does the environmental sections of Reddit suck? And yeah. I like I've been a, I've followed like seven of them, and yeah. they're all such shit. There's there's some really good. Um, there's also Good, like common dreams and truth out and like there's there's other ones that that, that are pretty good that are on Facebook but um, again I don't know Reddit right um, but like but like but again like but I feel like you know like you know progressive.org and those kind uh-huh. of those kind of more just generally progressive sites do a half decent mm-hmm. job but I feel like for some reason it, it, the Maybe it's the set of people who are interested in the internet aren't the set of people who are in the environment. Because I, I would the disagree. Inter- really? Yeah. So you have a complete disagreement on this fact. Yeah. So if you thought that was a jump, that's because it was a <laughs> jump because we had to pause randomly. So we're going to deliver that one. Here's, here's the glory of this. I want to get into the idea that uh, of the glory of CSI in the center mm-hmm. of social innovation generally as a complete whole. Okay. Uh, in that we're here, uh-huh. in uh, we're recording this in the wonderful third floor of the Center for Social Innovation, mm-hmm. and there's only four of us on this floor. Woo! I think <laughs> uh, if anyone else is on this floor, get mad at me now. Woo! Now that was Rob. That I included him <laughs> in this collusion. That's the fourth. All right, so we're fine. This is only four of us, uh, and I think there's. I want to briefly, before we all fall asleep, which is an important part of living. This is true. I hear. Thank you, Rob, for the smart, for the laugh on that one. Uh, he says it's true, everybody. So listen to Rob. He's the fourth member of this podcast right now. Um, mostly about the idea that there is something... People are more willing to sort of give more of themselves, and they're surrounded by people who are giving more of themselves. And I think that's a big part of what CSI does. Your thoughts? Um, Well, uh, having only been here two months... um, That's all we need. I would agree. Uh, There's a a sort of meet-and-greet networking event that happens... What is it? Like Thursdays? First Thursday of every month. So first Thursdays of every month. And I forgot about them. And I was downstairs on the first floor and uh, meeting with a volunteer I meet with regularly. And um, we saw the free food, not going to lie. And we went over there. But... Um, and it, it, you know, even though it's labeled as a as a networking event, it um, it didn't feel schmoozy, it didn't feel forced, uh, and everybody genuinely was interested in in what everybody else was doing and how they could help collaborate. And I even find that like sitting down in the in the cafe uh, part on the first floor, you know, people come by and they ask, and and it's actually kind of neat because again, it doesn't feel forced and it just feels very organic. Rob, do you Hi, thoughts? Rob. Oh, wow. I yeah. like all things organic. Yes. Uh, Rob, Rob, quickly Bye, Rob. before you leave, yes. uh, as a new, very new member of CSI Annex, <laughs> yes. how do you feel about the idea generally as a thing? Uh, the idea, generally as a thing, I endorse. <laughs> fully. <laughs> fully. Fully Excellent. endorse. Uh, honestly, I am so happy. This is mm. the truth. I am yeah. so happy here. Um, yeah, it's so amazing. And, like, it's an amazing community. Yeah. Like, work is fun. Yeah. I've been here since, like, 7 in the morning. <laughs> it's now, like, midnight. It's a little after midnight. And it's been a lot of work, but it's been a lot of, you know, interspersed with 
chatting with good, fun people. And yeah, I'm very happy here. Excellent. Yeah. Thank you for your input, Rob. Awesome. Enjoy your night. It's now midnight. <laughs> nice sleep. <laughs> I'm going to bed. Good night, guys. Good night. Kawhi. See you tomorrow. <laughs> you, Kawhi, you have been here for longer than any of us have been here before. <laughs> I'm going to move the recorder closer to your face and make you say things about the Center for Social Innovation for at least a little bit of time. Go. Uh, it's a great organization and great community. You get to meet the most interesting people doing world-changing things. Uh, you get to sense that you know anything is possible because there are people here probably doing almost anything you can think of. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's uh, it's great that uh, we have access uh, for the most odd and weird hours that you could possibly imagine. <laughs> and some then uh, there's randomly people here sometimes. It's true. I should ask a question. Yeah. Uh, as someone who has been here past midnight, do we have to reset the alarm when we leave this oh, place? Yes. All right, so we're deleting this part of the oh, yes. uh, <laughs> Okay, so what I, I think what I will do is that when I get home, I might just randomly drag in another person for this podcast, because it's probably like 25 minutes, that's not long enough. Uh, or I'll just like randomly ramble for a good 10 minutes to mention me, but I'll ignore this part right now. So what I will say is, any last thoughts from you, Michelle? Please go. About CSI or my uh, uh, Let's go about um, civic engagement and engagement as a community generally because CSI CSI generally actually very interesting enough is a is a place that really sponsors uh, engagement as mm-hmm. a complete general fact we're right. very pro engagement um, and then you know you, you, your organization is very big engagement uh, line nine is very much about engagement so in civic engagement and the value of civic engagement the value of civic engagement okay um, so even though it's che- it's cheesy uh, a democracy as the strength of a democracy is dependent on the level of participation from the public. And it's cheesy, but it's timeless because it's true. Um, and I feel that, you know, if you look at, like, voting and that decreasing, if you look at cynicism and that increasing, um, we have to start paying attention and we have to start getting engaged because I think what people have forgotten is that, you know, if they're constantly divided by party lines and they're, they're not speaking to each other, they forget that, you know, a lot of issues that we feel like we're isolated and facing, we're all facing. Um, and that if everybody actually started talking together and uh, relating to one another, then there is great power in, in collective unity uh, when people actually act at once on things. So, Excellent. That's that it. That would be my last impressive <laughs> thought given the late hour. Kawhi, do you have a thought on the value of civic engagement or just engagement of general people? I think civic engagement and general engagement is very, very important because um, if we don't get involved, uh, only the people who are paid to do <laughs> to get involved will, and uh, that's always skewed for to the people who bother paying. Okay, that's about it. All right, thank you, Kawhi. These are my last thoughts on today's episode. Uh, and then I'll last a little longer because as is, I feel like, fitting uh, for, the, for the final episode of the first half year of the Beyond Green podcast. It was sort of a makeshift episode this week in that, you know, there was maybe not a... Uh, we sort of had jump around a little bit. We sort of started with uh, Michelle and, and Kawhi, who, who were a good portion of this episode. And we had a weird break in the middle, uh, which is because we chopped the, f- the earlier part on, on CSI. And that's, um, that was excellent. And I think that was great on their part, too. And I thank them very much for joining us on this, on this podcast. But unfortunately, now it's, it's left just me. 
and you know we're 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 only about twenty. I'm going to say twenty seven minutes in. I apologize in advance for being the wrong time. I used to give other people hard times of being wrong in their on their on their guesses of when they were in their podcasts uh, because I'm going to have some cuts. I don't actually know exactly how far into the show we got, but I'm going to try, you know I'm going to give us maybe five six minutes of final thoughts here, and then we're going to then we'll go to the song, and then we'll, we'll call the first half year of the Brown Green podcast to a close. Which really is kind of a shame that we didn't get either Darren or Dave, the two main uh, hosts of this podcast, to to join us in this episode. Um, so I want to give shout outs to both of them and thank them both for their for their participation so far. And I encourage and you know they're going to be a mainstay for the for the future podcasts to come. So if you if you tune in for them and not me, I uh, I apologize. Uh, in that you got that you got just me in response to sort of what we were talking about and how I sort of feel that we as society and we as people can sort of get more involved and and where I think it's where that overlaps with civic engagement and and these sort of groups sort of force people out is that I've been thinking about it a lot I've been an event planner for the last four or five years I've thrown events for my work I've thrown events for other groups I've thrown events for myself. It's been a thing I've sort of worked on and, and done for a long time. And it's been a... It's always an interesting time. And because you, you never really know who you're going to get out. And you never really know who's going to really get involved and join. Because it's one thing to people to be sort of excited. It's another whole thing to people actually out. And, you know, and, and anything you do to make it harder for people is a dramatically higher chance that they will, uh, they will not attend. And it's it's patently clear that this is the case. It's 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 almost despairingly clear that it's actually not that hard to discourage people from doing work. It's not that hard to discourage people from going out and voting. It's not that hard to convince people that they don't have a lot of power. It's not that hard to convince people that no matter what they do, it's useless. And it's that's a bit of a bit of a tragedy. Because so many people try and so many groups, you know, like the groups that Michelle represents or like uh, the Center of Social Innovation generally, or like thousands of other small little civic engagement groups. Like every ward has a group that's trying to get people more involved. And that their message, overwhelming message, is that, you know, we can do something. And that we can, we can have an impact. And when you see leaders sort of fight against that, it's irritating in a way that is hard to really express. Because... It's possibly the most malevolent thing you can do, you know, beyond physically harming somebody. But to convince somebody who would ordinarily feel empowered and feel involved that what they're actually doing is not valuable is a, is a terrible, terrible thing to do. And a, and a terrible thing to be a part of. Which is why I want to sort of spend this last bit of my time here uh, to the, you know, I understand this is not a podcast that gets spread very far and wide, but... There's a true tragedy and disgust that I I feel towards the federal bylaws in Canada. Oh, not bylaws, sorry, by-elections in Canada. Which is sort of hard to express. Mainly because it's, I know it doesn't matter. Like, you know, by-elections, when it's in the, of this nature, aren't a huge deal. It's not going to change who's in power. The Conservatives will remain power until they call another election. You know, it's just who's going to be the incumbent for the next year, which is a little important, but not going to be a huge, huge deal. 
But Harper chose to have these elections on the 30th of June. And I think that's despicable. I think it's despicable because the 30th of June is a Monday. A Monday in between the weekend and a holiday on July 1st. So what we're talking about here is probably the number one day when people will not be in their writings to vote. If there's going to be one day where people won't be able to take off, one day where people won't be able to find their ways to the election, it's going to be this Monday. Everybody's going to take it off, and you you can argue, like, yeah, the people who want to vote will vote. Well, fuck that shit. This should be... We should care about civic engagement, and to have the federal government pick a day that is flies such in the face of actual real democracy. And it, not democracy in the way sort of like people aren't free to vote, but democracy in the way to get encouraged people to vote. You know, fight against, we complain all the time about how not, not enough people are getting elected, and that's, uh, that's, no, that's a non-partisan complaint, is that not enough people are voting, and not enough percentage people are voting. That's a high, that, that's a non-partisan issue. That to have a decision like this that is so clearly meant to drive down voter participation, and I beg you to give me a reason why not. Like, again, our our um, our comment sections are open. You can come at me, and you can come argue however you like. Uh, and for anything else I said beforehand, you've got an issue for, you know, if Kawhi insults you and the seven things he said, by all means, give him the shit in this, and we'll, we'll respond to it. Um, if Michelle has anything you want to talk about, we'll ask her for it for sure. And more likely, if I've insulted you, by all means, please leave a comment. Uh, but it's, if someone give me a reason why, uh, why the June 30th decision makes any sense beyond voter suppression, uh, I want to hear it. And, you know, I've, I've come to really appreciate, especially in the last, last four months working with CSI and throughout my time doing event planning, some of my time working with groups, people who will just, you know, support and come out and be involved and buy in as, you know, as anyone, as much as anyone will, will ignore that idea, buying into an idea and supporting it. It's the second man dancing. If you haven't seen that video, check it out. Uh, but it's, it's so important, and it's so key uh, that I cannot stress it enough. So I'm going to leave you with that. Uh, please, if you are in any writing that can that can get involved, if you have any way to get involved that you're ignoring right now, choose one issue, choose one way to do something, and do get involved because it, you will not do anything more important with your life, uh, or at least not with your neck with that your time that you would spend during those couple hours. Uh, you know, it's. Every new person who decides to get involved is a whole new, a whole new avenue into the lives of people. And I cannot stress how important that is. So please do get involved. Please do leave us comments. Please do continue to listen to the next year or next half year of Beyond Green, next 26 episodes. Thank you for joining us for this episode. I, I'm going to be honest with you people. I do not remember the name of the song, uh, that we said we'd close this with. I have it on my computer, so it will definitely be closing the same song I mentioned in the opening. But listen to that song. It will be on the post below, and enjoy it to play us out. Mm-hmm.